Three Strands is growing, and our ministries are doing big things for Jesus. If you're looking for a way to get plugged into what we're doing, visit us at threestrands.church. So I get a chance to introduce our guest speaker this morning, Aaron Kersey. It's the first weekend I've got to meet him face-to-face. I've only talked to him over the phone before this weekend and through text, and so I'm glad he's with us. He's so young that he's got all kinds of energy, so that's why we saved him to the end. Because like we put him through the ringer the last like 36 hours, but he's like ready to go. He's not even scared. The rest of us are all like worn out, but he's like ready. He'll come up here and do jumping jacks probably. So, but uh, he was born in Ashland. Is that right? Ashland, Kentucky. So he's a Kentuckian also. Lives in Lexington now with his family. He's got his son with him today, who's in Sidekicks, and then they've got one on the way that's due like any second. Like it's possible we'll have to, he'll just have to like cut this thing short and head to the hospital. So it could be any time now. And then they've also got a child in Uganda that they're trying to adopt and trying to go through that process of adopting. So he's got a lot to share with you. He works with Crew, um, which is the old Campus Crusade for Christ. If you're like my age or older and you grew up, like that was Campus Crusade for Christ. And they try to crush it on college campuses and get to know people and, and rescue people with Jesus's grace and truth start Bible studies, and he works at the University of Kentucky trying to reach people for Jesus. And so he's going to come and share with us today, and I hope you'll pay attention, take down some notes, jot down some things you can pray for him about as he heads back into his mission field after today. Thank you, guys. Uh, Yeah, so I had a whole bunch to say, but between Rob last night and Dave this morning, I think I'm done. Uh, You guys have a pretty good grasp of me and my ministry. Um, But so this is my family. Uh, Asher, who's actually, I think, wearing that same shirt today, is in Sidekicks. He's seven. Um, My wife, Sarah, uh, which Dave said, is pregnant with our second biological child. Uh, She's due in 15 days. So basically any time. Yeah, so this is is us. We have a heart for the Lord um, the last... Uh, I don't know, eight years. I've, I've worked in a coffee shop and donut shop in Lexington, helping run that. Um, oh, sorry, my brain is awful. Uh, so Uganda, the flag represented over here, the red, white, and black flag with the weird crane on it. Um, so that's in representation of us. My son, Judah, he is six. Um, he lives in an orphanage in Uganda, Africa. Um, we've been trying to adopt him since 2016 uh, with no luck so far. Uh, hopefully this is the year, but we've been saying that for many. Uh, but the Lord is faithful. We have tried to be faithful to that as well. And we're going to follow that calling until the Lord closes the door. Um, so just a little bit of background for me. Like you said, I grew up in Ashland, Kentucky. Uh, I grew up in the church. Um, but when I got to college uh, is when my faith kind of hit a, a crossroads. And I think that's for a lot of students uh, going to college or, or when they get out of high school. Um, with me, it was do I continue to follow the faith that my parents had, or do I stray from that? Uh, and I got involved with, uh, with a campus ministry on campus the first semester. It wasn't great. It, it, it did not meet me where I was. It didn't uh, point me to the Lord. Uh, second semester, I found Crew, uh, which is the company I now work for. But that's where I kind of made my faith my own. So I took the faith of my parents, of my hometown in Ashland, um, still Bible Belt, And then I took it and I grasped it for myself. I wasn't going to church because my parents woke me up and told me to go. I wasn't reading my Bible to check a list. I wasn't trying to do things to earn my salvation anymore. It was more about my personal relationship with a Savior who loves me, who sent his son to die on the cross for me so that I could live with him for eternity and try to bring as many people with me as possible. And Dave said not to share the gospel, but guess what I just did? That's as easy as it is. Um, 
And so that's where I kind of made my faith my own. And after that, I followed the Lord's call. Uh, I got married while I was in college. I followed the Lord's call um, into the service industry of all places. So I worked at Starbucks for a little bit. Uh, then I, I had a brief stint at a bank. And like I said, the last eight years, I've spent in a coffee shop. Uh, it's a job I truly loved. It was my passion. I got to love on people. I got to love on my employees. I got to share the gospel in my workplace. Um, but about the end of 2019, started having a little bit of discontentment creep up in my heart where I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to do, even though for the last eight years, this is what I was doing until I retired. Um, and then the Lord hit me. He said, this is not what, what I have for you. And I wrestled with that for a long time. And then after... Uh, January rolled around. I was still feeling really discontent, but I was trying to figure out a way to find change or some kind of challenge in my life to kind of fill that void. Um, and then March hit, and then all of that changed in an instant. Uh, we had a pandemic hit, and then I had all the change and all the challenge I could ask for. My donut shop that I had grown used to for the last eight years no longer had people inside it. We no longer, we had to figure out a new way to do business. Um, so I had all that readily available, and yet I still felt like there was something not there, something I was missing in the overall point. And so one night uh, after uh, one of my, just a prayer session with the Lord, reading scripture, he took me to Matthew 9, where it says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And it, it reminded me of a call that the Lord gave me in 10th grade. So 20 years previous, the Lord said, I'm going to have you doing mission work. I'm going to have you working for me. But he never said when that was going to be or where it was going to be. He just said it's going to happen. So I lived faithfully up to that point. And I walked downstairs and I looked at my wife in the eyes and said, I think I'm supposed to do ministry. And her response, uh, she said, oh, yeah, I know. And I said, what? Why didn't you tell me this? She's like, I've known for a while. But it's the Lord's job to tell you, not mine. And so I started looking into different ministries, different uh, places to serve. I told the Lord I would never raise support. And I, uh, that didn't happen. So I did that. Um, and he just brought crew back to my mind. It was such a, uh, just a huge part of my life as a believer and growing in my faith and taught me how to do that. They taught me how to truly follow the Lord, how to share my faith with others. I got to go across the world with them uh, more than once. And so I applied, uh, telling my donut shop, hey, I'm quitting, but I don't know when. And they said, that's fine. You can stay as long as you want to. So I stayed up through November. Um, I applied. I started working for crew. Uh, in July, pulled the double duty, raising support, and working at a donut shop uh, for months. And then, like I said, uh, during that whole thing, the Lord really uh, provided exponentially. Like, we didn't think that'd be crazy. It was, a, it was an intense season of life. Um, we obviously found out my wife was pregnant in, in October. Um, we had a foster son come to live with us. He's two, and he is a tornado. He's currently back living with mom. But he came to live with us in September, and it's just... All these life changes all happening at once. And the Lord said, you know what? Middle of a pandemic, middle of crazy stuff at home, you're going to change jobs and you're going to go see people, college students, one for me, and bring them into the kingdom. Uh, and you might be asking, what is crew? Uh, so Dylan Jones, the guy that was in the video previous, he also serves with crew, but he serves internationally. Um, crew is, a, is a, what started out in 1951 on the campus of UCLA by a man named Bill Bright and his wife, Vonette. Uh, with the sole purpose to win college students for the Lord. They saw a need where students are coming to colleges around the globe uh, to really find out who they are. You go and you're kind of that, you know, 18 if you're in high school. You, you really don't have a sense of who you are just yet. 
You get into college and you get to shape that like crazy. And there's things pulling you in every direction. Like the world is, has its grasps in colleges and it's your, like how often do you hear like, I'm going to go to college, going to get wild and crazy. Like they get the party scene, they turn to drugs, alcohol, whatever, but they're not pursuing the Lord. And so we get to have this opportunity to really reach these students who are at this, like I said, with this like turning point in their life, this wind the road, and they get to go, we get to share with them Christ and what that looks like for a lifetime. You know, they go to class, they learn what it looks like to um, study, what it looks like to do their job, but they don't learn what it looks like to follow Jesus for a lifetime. Those teachers aren't preparing for that. That's our job, which is awesome. We get to do that on a daily basis. Um, and the next slide actually is... Why college ministry? So that's, for me, that was a question like, what ministry do I want to do? And without a doubt, it was college ministry. These students are ripe just to learn more and more about Christ. Um, we've always had a passion for really building and, and, and discipling students to live life on mission. Because no matter where you're at in life, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a lawyer, a mechanic, anything you, you go to be, you're a missionary. You know, the end of Matthew um, he talks about uh, the Great Commission. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit later too, but we're all missionaries. He didn't say, hey, you 12 guys I call the vocational ministry, you guys go out and tell everybody. That's not going to last very long. But he said, all of you are to go and to share my, to share my good news with the world. Um, yeah, so crew has, has three ways to do that. Oh, sorry, forgot illustration. That's important. Uh, so I think about sending our students out. Um, the world's dark. Man, so dark. We look on the news, on the social media. Anywhere you look, you can see, oh, the devil's at work here. And what do we get to do as, as uh, or me on a college ministry in a college campus? I get to prepare students to be little light bulbs. Like if you look back, like in the back of the room, it's pretty dark, but you get little spots of light everywhere. So we get to send students into all these different places to be light bulbs in a really dark world. Uh, and that's just something really awesome. Crew has a, has a goal of 100% of our students bring sent. Uh, we do that in three ways. We want to win students to Christ. And we have this, the saying on our campus, if we win the campus, we win the world. And that same thing with the light bulbs. We want to see students win their world around them, their missionaries where they are, whether that's full-time ministry or not. We want to win the campus so that then we can win the world. <clears throat> and how we do that, um, we do that through a couple different things. Uh, initiative evangelism. Uh, that's a big thing for our campus. So three times a week, and that's actually the next part too, is student-led groups. Three times a week, we just have a group of 20 to 30 students that meet in the student center. We all pray together, we partner up, and then we just go out to share the gospel. Uh, back on my table, I've got a couple of the, um, just the tools we use. Um, students are really, really excited to talk about anything with anybody. So even as an adult, I can go to a, a freshman in college and say, hey, would you like to do a survey? And they're always like, yes, I would. Or if I want to have lunch, I just go grab a lunch and then just go sit down with a stranger. Uh, sounds intimidating, but it's right up my alley. I kind of love it. Um, and we're teaching students to do that. We want to see students be able to share their faith effectively um, and really rely on the Lord to finish that work. Um, <clears throat> so those two last things, the solarium and the perspective cards, those are the, the tools that we use. Solarium is, a, is actually back on that table it's just 50 random pictures. So we say, hey, would you like to do a card survey or a, a picture survey? And then you get to tell them, like, yeah. So pick any three cards. They're really vague pictures. They're not really pointed towards anything. Pick three cards that explain where your life is right now, explain where your life, 
where you would like your life to be, and then pick a card that represents God, pick a card that represents your spiritual journey thus far in life, and where would you like your spiritual journey to be? And that just opens up wide things where they want to live for what they are doing now, like usually it's studying and busy, and then you get to, what do you want? I want happiness. We, get, we have something that offers that. We have a hope that never fails. We have a happiness that never ends through Christ. So we get to share that with them. Uh, after that, we want to build them up in their faith. Uh, and so 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 2 is our, is our key verse for this. It says, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Uh, for me, I like to joke around a lot. This is what I like to call the pyramid scheme of Jesus. You've heard it a couple times where it's multiplication. So we see Paul here talking to Timothy. He's saying, getting ready to leave. This is his last kind of push for Timothy. And he says, what you've heard from me in the midst of many witnesses. So him, Timothy and his friends entrust that to people, faithful men, who then go on to share that with others. So it's not just, like I said before, not 12 people trying to reach the world. It's 12 people in empowering 12 people who empower 12 people. And by the end, like, this world's reached quickly. Um, and so with that, we do it through small group Bible studies. We do it through one-on-one or one-on-two discipleship. Right now, we've got 150-plus students uh, just involved in discipleship, which that's a huge number, especially because three years ago, our ministry was almost dead on campus. We had 10 active students and now the Lord has blessed us tremendously. In the midst of a pandemic where no one can talk to each other and everyone's wearing masks, we're seeing the Lord work. We see students who are desiring for a hope that they can't find anywhere else. You know, they, they put their hope in, in friends, in, in their academic uh, endeavors, in sports. And in an instant, all that was gone last year. So students are searching for a hope that never fails more than ever. Um, we're training them to be lifelong disciple makers. It's not just a building, it's an equipping. How do you make disciples? We have a, a curriculum that our staff team wrote called Seeds. It's real basic, but it has a walk, a talk, and an action. And there's 10 of those. So the first week, you see someone come to know the Lord. You get to see um, what it looks like to be assured of your faith. You learn about that initial evangelism we talked about. And the third week after someone accepts Christ, we're expecting them to then go out and share their faith. So many times in life we think, oh, I can't do that. That's not for me. Like, I don't have the knowledge. I don't, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a missionary. I don't have the knowledge to share, share my faith. But you have a personal relationship with Jesus who has changed your life in a tremendous way. You've gone from one end to the other, from death to life. And you can share that with anybody in your own words, in your own, uh, in your own culture. Um, and then that's the last part. We want to build these students up to then send them out. This is what I was talking about, Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we want to send everybody. We do that in a couple different ways as well. We do summer missions. Um, and this year we have 15 people sent. We've got them all over the states. Uh, we've got two actually with Dylan in North Africa, which is super cool. Um, we've got them literally from one end of the coast to the other in the U.S., uh, usually it's a lot more than that, but with COVID, everything kind of restricted with international travel. But we have a goal of sending 100% of our students into the mission field. Now, that's not vocational. It's the same as I said before. No matter where they're at, they're missionaries. God said all, all people go there. And so the biggest thing that we're doing right now is our focus turns to next semester, where we've seen this exponential growth in our, in our ministry. Our staff team is doubling next year. 
But what do we want to do? We want to see them to keep the first things first. So Deuteronomy 6, 5, you shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. I don't know if you guys know much about Old Testament, but Deuteronomy is a real great book. A lot of people get bored in their reading plans. They kind of stop there. Deuteronomy is great. You got to dig into it. It's Jesus' favorite book of the Bible. He quotes it more often than anything else. And this is the one verse, if you were to say, what's one thing I should memorize from the Old Testament? Memorize this. You know, Jesus summed up what is what's true religion. It's this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your might. So that's what we want our students to do. We want them to really dig into their relationship with the Lord first and foremost. And from that, they can then share that with others. But without a deep love for the Lord, we want them to serve out of overflow. Without that, they're going to burn out quick. It's going to be nothing to just stop. When are you going to quit? Um, and so how can you pray for us? Um, we want to reach the campus. We're, we're expecting you know, a couple thousand new freshmen to come in in August. We've got a lot of things planned. Um, we're launching new movements. Uh, we've got a new movement starting on Transylvania's universities, which is a small liberal arts college there in Lexington. It's super lost, super lost. We want to see students uh, raised up there to reach their, to reach their classmates. Um, we also have a movement at Asbury University, which is a Christian university, but you would be surprised how many students are walking around that, around that university with no knowledge of who God really is. They're there pursuing anything, and they're going to meet the Savior. We had, we had 15 students come this past year who then just started discipling two to three students each. Like, it's already building like crazy. Uh, we've also got things that we've already started, other, other ministries that we have. Um, on UK's campus, we have a, a, a specific uh, movement towards international students. Uh, a lot of people come to, US, come to the U.S. for school, and UK's a big, big hub for that. We also have a, a ministry dedicated solely to reaching professors. Uh, you hear a lot of horror stories about professors teaching really awful things to their students and pushing that on them. We're seeing, we're seeing professors come to know the Lord through this. We have professors then being able to be equipped to share their faith with other professors. Um, and then also just pray for a return to normalcy on campus. Um, they said everything's going to be back to normal next year. We'll see. Uh, we're hoping for it. Lexington, I came down here, I was talking to Dave, I was like, it's really, really different here. And we, Michael took me to the dairy bar, yes, went to the dairy bar. And I was like, wow, no one, this is, this is strange. It's a different world, and our students want that normalcy so bad, and we want to see that too, because then people are just more act, apt to just talk, um, which is what we want to see. And then also, uh, investing well into our students and our student leaders. We have more student leaders this year than we ever have before. We've got students leading small group Bible studies. We've got students, um, like I said, discipling. They're serving in all areas of our, of our ministry. And then most importantly, like I said before, the first things first, we want students to love the Lord and serve out of overflow of their relationship with Him. Um, yeah, I'm just super excited. Thank you. Like, I just want to say thank you guys. Uh, this was something I didn't expect to happen. I, I've had no contact to McCreary County except through Dylan. And Dave just called me one day, said, hey, we want to be a church that, that loves on you and serves you. And man, I don't know if you guys realize like how much of a privilege it is and how honoring it is to have you all praying for me. And I, I think everyone could say that the same. For you guys to pray for us and support us, it's just super humbling that the Lord would take a church that I've never, I, this is literally the first time I met any of you all, which is crazy. We have nothing, like no past connections, but we have a common connection in Christ. We all have the same goal. We all want to see people come to know him. And it's just super encouraging to see you guys 
loving the people of your county to see them come into a relationship with Christ. I'm really excited, too. Abby's going to come join me next year. She says that she might not, but I think she's going to. Uh, so we're excited just to be able to invest in you all as well. And please, like, my number, I will give it out freely. It's always there. I would love to pray for anybody. If you guys have anything to pray about, just send it to me. And the same goes both ways. My wife and I pray for you guys regularly. We get your newsletters uh, through Dave, and we love praying for this church. So randomly, this is my number one church that sends me out onto the mission field, um, which I'm super appreciative of and so thankful. Um, do you guys care if I pray for you real quick? Awesome. Father God, I just thank you so much for Three Strands Church. God, a church making a difference in McCreary County and then in the world. God, it's so cool to be able to be here this weekend and, and see their heart for, for your work and your mission around this globe. God, whether it's the Congo or Chile or, or Pennsylvania or Cuba or the exotic land of Lexington, uh, thank you so much for what you're doing in the lives of these missionaries, what you're doing in the lives of the people of this church. God, I pray that we, they wouldn't see missions as just a one-weekend thing. It's not just one weekend a year. Missions is a, is a lifestyle that you've called us to um, as we work, as we um, are with our families. God, I just pray that you would make missions the forefront, put, the, put missions in the forefront of our mind. Help us to see that your work is our work, that we can do nothing without you. God, I pray that we would do what Deuteronomy says. God, we would keep you in our heart and put you at the forefront of all that. God, thank you so much for, for this church, uh, for these now friends. God, thank you so much. Amen.